Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I release frustration and suppression to reclaim a balanced me. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's topic is anger. Anger, that red, red emotion that comes bubbling up through you like lava out of a volcano, often before you can stop it so fast, so hard and fast. It's very, very hard to put a filter in place when, when anger is present. It just is instantaneous. If it passes through naturally, it can be quite cleansing, I believe. It can, it can, you can channel anger into almost creativity and new change. It can be a catalyst for pushing yourself into a different place. However, however, if you hold anger for long periods of time and it becomes a natural emotional state of being, as with all emotions that you hold on for too long, it can become a real trouble spot. I think that anger is often when people are living in tolerance of something instead of exception, uh, acceptance or rejection. So if you're tolerating something, you can only, it's like you're suppressing something. You're kind of pushing it down in the basement. You're not owning it. You're not rejecting it and saying, I won't have this in my life. Or you're not accepting it as being a part of your life. You're just putting up with it. Is accept and reject a known um, concept, Jane, the accept-reject theory? I don't know. Is it mine? You made it sound like it was. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I, I think I've spoken of it before in podcasts where I feel in everything in life you either accept or reject. Really consciously or unconsciously? No, consciously. So the people who are sitting in the grey limbo kind of middle area yes, on toxic. something. That is going to result in anger if you continue to stay in tolerance because you can't stay in tolerance because it's like builds up. Mm. You know, the more that you're subjected to whatever it is that you're tolerating, it's like a drug addiction. You get more and more and more of it until eventually you explode. Yeah. And so that's where the anger comes from For some, in some situations is this, this build-up of tolerance. Because yeah. you can't sustain it long time. Tolerance is designed for being in somebody's company that, you know, you don't really choose to, but for whatever reasons you have to. And so you just, you tolerate things and you get through it. You're we, not accepting or rejecting. Weekend it's like, with the in-laws, that you kind know, of thing. Yeah, that's just tolerate it. Just suck it up, princess, and do it. Mm. Um, or it can be, you know, you tolerate a, a particular duty that you have to do in your work or or your life, your home or whatever. It's like just suck it up and do it. But if you are forced to do too much of that one scenario, you can't handle it and you then get forced to either accept or reject. You get forced to deal with it. Does that make sense? Meaning the universe keeps bringing it up in yeah, front of you and yeah. making you more and more uncomfortable and turning up the volume on that for you, yes. intensifying yes. it to push you into almost action. Yes, if somebody has a prejudice that they are secretly suppressing they're not sharing it to the world that you know i hate xyz but they are secretly tolerating those people say then the universe is going to keep presenting those people to them over and over and over again and it builds up builds up builds up until it's like well you either need to really accept or reject reject this in full ownership full conscious awareness yes okay and so when that tolerance gets too high people then explode because everything has been suppressed it's like the good Stepford wife. Everything is suppressed and then suddenly out comes this explosion. Mm. Uh, in teenagers, it can be suppression. Often of parents are suppressing a certain behavior or part of them that they're 
not wanting to suppress. I mean, anger, of course, is very common in teenagers. And also, of course, in our society, we talk about angry young males or angry white males. And of course, with men with testosterone, anger becomes a very literal, physical, often violent sort of an expression. So, I mean, I do think it's a really big issue for our society, you know, that there, that there seems to be a lot of, a lot of anger present. You know, in the workforce, a few of the, the bosses I had when I first got to Sydney in magazines, the first one I had, her father had apparently had big anger issues, like the sort that had led to health problems, and she would just shake with rage and scream in my face. And I used to wish that human resources or whatever could actually send me off to anger management classes or to her off to anger management classes so that I was given some tools as to how to deal with a really angry person in a professional context. Mm, it's scary. It's super scary. It's actually very scary. And I can feel, you know, for, for small children in households, maybe where there's a violent alcoholic parent or just an angry parent, that sort of fear vibration in the air is a terrifying one to have to sit in if you're not the one who's feeling angry. But maybe we can get into that in a minute. If we just go back to anger in its purest form, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today is because I've had two clients in the past week come to me who both have just insatiable anger. And one of them was only 16 years old and she was a female. And the other one, she was in her 40s. And it's the kind of anger that literally makes them lash out. They feel it like a hard ball in their stomach and they've carried it for years. It's suppression and and frustration, huge frustration. Uh, And it's usually where they're not owning whatever it is that they're wanting to do or be or have or say. And they are, so they suppress that, but their feeling is often one of huge frustration that they are continually frustrated. And then, of course, they go into victim mode where it's everybody else's fault. And when they build up, that frustration gets to boiling point, out it blurts, you know, out spews the venom. Yeah. Or physically, you know, this, this 16 year old's going into her room and smashing stuff up, you know. Yeah. So the body's got to find a way for it to come out. If you hold on to anger for years and years and years, you're going to get angry related emotional diseases. Oh, you, you know? are absolutely. Well, You'll get bowel cancer from, from holding on. Um, Angry livers, stomach, stomach off. cancers. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's usually all around that region. Yeah, that 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 it starts manifests. To, that's right. So, Jane, do you think that there's also an element of victim to anger? Uh, absolutely. Let's talk about that. There's two sides to it. So there's the victim that it's not my fault, but that's that is that is there with most people with anger. Absolutely. But I do think on a deeper level, there's also whether it's conscious or more likely subconscious, is that there is an understanding that they've actually not been doing the right thing by themselves and that's where the frustration can be coming from. So there's two sides to that and I think it's layered. So some people will have both layers, others won't have the victim layer. They've got they're trying to own it themselves but don't know how to, they lack the tools. So I think there's two two sides to that. Yeah. Um, the person that it's not my fault, it's everybody else's fault that's angry um, has got to come to conscious awareness that everything that happens to them is about them. Mm. They've got to come to that understanding before they can actually heal what's going on beneath because they're just going to keep giving you a great victim story. I mean, I had a coaching client recently that I, I didn't matter what I said, I was getting, no, that's not me, no, that's not me, that's not me. And I said, look, I'm really not sure what it is you want from me because you're very attached to your story. And they didn't think they were telling the story. They thought they were owning everything beautifully. And I said, look, I'm sorry, but for the last hour I've just heard story after story after story 
of why something's not you and it's not your fault. You've got to own that it is. It is your fault. But it's not a bad thing for it to be your fault. It's something to be owned and loved and respected and healed and fixed and moved on. Fault might not even be quite the right word. I think it's just responsibility, right? It's just saying. Yeah, taking responsibility. Yes, yes. But there's the shame of, you know, but hang on, if it is my fault, then I've wasted all these years of whatever. You know, there's a lot of shame around that. Yeah. Uh, Pride, ego, um, you know, what other people think, all of that comes into play. Such a complex area. But that anger that lashes out is is very destructive and very common, very common. So people listening to this, if they're squirming a bit going, oh, my God, that's me, because most people are angry in secret and it's normally happening in the homes, lashing out at partners, lashing out at children, siblings. But it can simmer under the surface and that's where you get a lot of passive aggression coming out. Yeah, yes, but this is where it actually lashes out as full-blown anger that terrifies everybody in its path and it's something that's done in secret and so if you're squirming at home know that you're not alone that it is super super common Mm. really common so own it and let's fix it yeah jane you've spent periods of your life in a lot of anger yeah absolutely yes um various degrees and on various different topics but there was a period when my children were very young that I was very angry. What were you angry about? I was so angry at the imbalance of duties within a household. That's you know, crazy. if I had um, been born in a country where I could have just turned around three times on the spot and said, I divorce thee, I divorce thee, I divorce thee, I absolutely would have divorced Simon on the spot. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I'm so grateful that I didn't. And, of course, it wasn't actually about him. There was a lot of acceptance that I had. I was tolerating, tolerating that I had to do stuff that bored the pants off me. I hate keeping a house. Me too, Jane. Absolutely (laughs) detest it. Yeah. And I was resentful of that. I was resentful of I felt that as a mother the buck always stopped with me. I was incredibly angry about that. Mm. And poor old Simon would walk in the door and, you know, I wouldn't even ask him how his day was. He just, I just lurched into my massive victim story about my day. And, you know, with that is sleep deprivation and, you know, you, you, your resilience is down, et cetera. So that's the victim story. Um, and, you know, he would only get to say one thing that bad happened to him. And I was all over him in anger at how dare he had no right to complain about his life. You know, it was really quite toxic. It was really quite abusive, very volatile. And unfair. And very unfair. Very unfair. It's selfish. It's ultimately quite selfish in a way when you're, you know, when you've got the anger, you're really dominating the dialogue or the energy I'm or the space. I'm scary when I'm angry. Now, I actually, thankfully, touch wood, thankfully, I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I was angry because it doesn't serve me. I don't like the feeling. I don't like the vibration. I've got so many more tools now than I had then. I don't need to be in anger. Um, Was there a period in your life before that, though, that you were angry when you were younger? Oh, look, there would have – I didn't display anger in the traditional method. There were times that I was angry, you know, angry at parents, uh, angry at um, bosses, um, frustration at things that I felt I wanted to control and couldn't control. 
So what were some of the tools that you've learned over the years as to how to manage anger or when anger comes up, what do you now do? Well, it doesn't come up now. Because why? We need to go back in time, I think. Um, what changed to release anger? That everything that happens to me is about me and everything that happens to me is a gift from the universe for me to grow and learn. So accepting responsibility for your story, your Absolutely, behavior. Absolutely, 100% the way responsibility. That you're analyzing everything and internalizing it. And, and the day I really understood that, that I really understood it deep, deep in my core, in my soul, was the day I think I was never angry again. Hmm. Maybe there were slip-ups, you know. But was there I can't remember them, a specific but... incident that brought you to that call? You know, I don't think there was. You know, we talk about getting our messages with a feather, a brick or a sledgehammer. And I was getting the sledgehammer, which led me to self-development. Now, I don't know what book it was, what podcast it was, what healing teacher I was speaking to, what course I was at, you know, all of the different things that we've done over the years in self-development. I just think that at one point I read something or heard something and I just, the light bulb just went off. So it wasn't, I didn't have a dramatic scene occur that had me totally understand that it was just the right timing the right moment in my life for me to really understand that hang on everything that occurs to me I've created and I can control and change and heal and fix okay but let me ask you this question you've worked with a lot of people over the years and you've got loads of friends and you've got teenage daughters so what do you do Jane to offset anger when you come across it so if you've had a really angry employee or a client or somebody who's just raging around a party. Yeah, I've had loads of yeah. clients that would get angry for whatever reason. Yeah. And what do you do to diffuse that anger? What have you learned is the most effective immediate way? Uh, I go straight into love and kindness and compassion for their story. By understanding that's actually not about me, even though I've just said everything that is about me is about me. This is not about me. When they're projecting when anger, they're projecting, it's their stuff. That's their stuff. And I have a choice whether I buy into it or I don't buy into it. No, there were plenty of times in the past I used to buy into it. Now I don't buy into it. Now it's, it's listen to them. What is it that's going on? What are you feeling? What would you like to have happen from here? How can I help? Yeah. That was the one tool that I was always told as well, like, for example, even if you're in customer service, if you're working in retail and somebody comes in, they're furious and they're, you know, they're yelling about this and that. And often you'll ask a question or they don't even want to hear what you've got to say until they've finished getting it all out. So sometimes you let them get it all yeah, out. Yeah, let them get their story out. They want the number one thing that angry people want is to be heard. Yeah. So they need to get they it all need out. To be heard. Even if you're being the verbal, verbal punching bag, which is not much fun, but you really got to hold your own there. And you soften your body. You know, you really soften your body. You're not, you don't go all rigid and yeah. ready into battle. You soften your body and just be kindness and listen to this poor person that's in extreme pain. Yes. And yeah. So like Jane Sin said, in pain. you don't take it on. You've got to have that conscious awareness, little wall between the two of you that you're just observing and witnessing for them. We, we talk about witnessing as a soul. And the I've most, got a little tip there too. Yeah. When you're, confronted by an angry person male or female doesn't matter what age they are i want you to reduce them in appearance down to five years old throwing a tantrum this poor beautiful person this little boy or little girl is really really upset really hurting in deep pain and they want to be hurt yeah and that just softens the the power it's not actually 
an angry 50-year-old or a whatever. Mm-hmm. It is actually a five-year-old. Now, so these, that's these okay. are the ones who are not hitting. If they're holding a broken beer bottle and coming towards you, different advice for that scenario. Totally different advice. Okay. But, yeah, so back to, a let's say, a professional setting where somebody's having a massive go at you for some reason. The single most powerful thing that you can do is ask them one question and all you need to say is, what what do you need for this to be fixed? What would you like to have happen yeah. from here? That's it. And that's it. And then, the power. then they give it to you and then you deflect. If you can't, if you can say yes and fix it then and there, brilliant, do it. But if you can't just say terrific, thank you for sharing that with me. I hear what you want. Um, could you please leave that with me for name a time, 24 hours, 48 hours. I promise I will get back to you mm-hmm. and see if we can help. Yeah. Now you've not committed to anything, but you've heard them. You've got their suggestion. It gives you time to then go away and see if you can find if you can make that happen, if it's reasonable, if it's not reasonable, you've got time to come up with other suggestions, yeah. handle it however you wish. Yeah. I'd like to share a story of a girlfriend. hope she's not listening. If she is, I'll keep you very anonymous, <laughs> um, who grew up with a very angry um, sort of alcoholic father who used to hit the children. And she only recently revealed to me that one of the reasons why she's constantly struggled in the workforce, you know, she'll, she'll actually cower and get quite timid and second-guess herself and, you know, not be very confident in her performance and she gets bullied a lot by managers. She tends to attract that in, etc. And she recently admitted to me the whole time I was sitting in that job, I was scared of being hit. Now, this is a wow. 30-something-year-old woman. Wow. And so it's not rational. It's not logical. Yeah, but it's cellular vibration. Correct. Cellular memory. And this is all your inner child stuff. So the little girl in her has got programmed, mm. that person comes over angry, I'm going to be in trouble. So she's literally hunching over and and terrified to engage to stand up herself to to confront do all the normal healthy reactions because to her that equals pain or punishment so now so one of the things that I said to her so she gets really really paralyzed so if somebody comes up and starts talking a mile a minute and demanding all this stuff of her she gets very tongue-tied and she kind of goes into paralysis and I said all you need to learn how to say is this is a sentence James you know talked about many times over the show about where you just sort of say, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, I acknowledge what you're telling me. I just need some time to think about it and I'll get back to you. Okay. So you don't always have to respond in the moment. You know, a lot of these bully we types. We think we have to. We we think get, because we, we get in this energy of the ball being thrown and we've got to catch it and throw it straight back just as fast and yeah. hard. And we don't. We have choice too. Yeah. We absolutely have and free choice. That's the self-love act of the boundary setting and all that sort of thing where you just say to someone, I just need my own space before I'm ready to come back to you. And you can you can demand and require that space. You don't have to. Like, you know, we talk about the tail wags the dog. You don't have to. They say jump, you say how high. You do not have to do that. But it's, it's a big conscientious effort to retrain yourself in moments of fear when you're used to having a default reaction like this. Child, yes, child it is. Woman. It is. Yes. And so it does take time. And that's why I said, even though once I had that realization that it's my responsibility, how I handle everything in life, there would have been lots of other occurrences that happened, but the gaps get bigger. I just can't remember them. But you know, if you've had this realization and then you start putting into practice, as the universe will do, it will deliver you opportunities to practice. That's right. And so you might stumble and you might find that you go back to your default behavior. Don't beat yourself up. Observe yourself doing it. Go, I get it. Okay. That's how I've done it. Now, hopefully next time I'm going to recognize the symptoms quicker. And because people will say, if you ask them, what's the symptom of anger? I don't get any. Uh, what, what's the, um, 
feelings leading into it when it's about to explode. I don't get anything. I go from zero to 10 in 0.1 seconds from nowhere. But the reality is there is actually um, symptoms leading up to that, but they're not seeing them because they're so explosive. Or triggers, right? Triggers. Yeah, exactly. And so once you start to understand these, you do give yourself more time to react. You actually do have time before you react. And you do have time then to think, feel, speak mm. or feel think speak actually it's normally feeling what they're doing is feeling and speaking and what we want to do is insert the thinking part in yeah so you're feeling angry you're feeling pissed off somebody's pressed your buttons and then you want to give yourself time to think before you speak so this is massive conscious awareness exercise yes the minute it's you, probably the biggest in the whole world it, actually because it happens so fast this yeah one. So the minute you feel that feeling coming up, you need to get really clear with yourself on what your anger feeling is when it presents. So is yes. it like is it like a red geezer of oil bubbling up inside you? Is it that your throat suddenly gets tight? Is it that, you know, whatever it is for you, identify it. So the minute it comes, you can straight away consciously jump on it and say, there's that feeling. What do I need to do? I take three deep breaths or I count to five. Yes. You yes. know, it's the same stuff they say to teenagers, yes. count to five, Johnny, you know, yes. but go just take a breather and then come back. Yeah. It's that basic behavior, yeah. just self-modulate. Yes. And so as you as you do this and the universe gives you, so you've got the awareness now, You've and, and just by listening to this podcast, you've got the awareness and you can't undo what you know. You can never go back. You can't go back. You will never it. not know this now. Yeah. So... Then the next thing, the universe delivers an opportunity and maybe you still have your default behavior and you didn't observe anything. But then the next time, maybe you will observe, oh, actually, I noticed that my butt cheeks clenched just before or that my shoulders got really rigid and raised up to my my ears or you'll notice something physically in your body. You explode again. Don't beat yourself up for exploding. Pat yourself on the back and applaud yourself for starting to acknowledge a symptom that happens just before you're going to explode. Then the next time it happens, you think, okay, I got the symptom, I recognize that I still exploded, but why? Why do I feel this way? So now we've dealt with the physical warnings. Now we want to get into the, what are my triggers? What sets me off? Now mine in my early, uh, well, I, I said what was set me off was the imbalance in domestic duties with young children. And so I had to then own that and go, what am I really angry about? I'm really angry at this. Why am I angry at it? Because it doesn't seem fair. Can I fix it? I can't fix it because this is how life is. Do I want to be a mother? Yes, I do. I want to be a mother more than anything. Did I want to be the one that carried the babies, that breastfed them, that delivered them, that nurtures them in the middle of the night? Yes, I do. I don't want to be a man. But I had to really question that. Do I want to be a man? Do I really want to have a wife? Now, that sounds radical, but I actually was so angry about this that I had to really go down this path and explore what is it I want. Yeah. And then I realized, no, actually, I do want to be the goddess mother and everything that comes with it. I actually then looked at traditionally a male of what I feel they don't get by not being a mother. And so I celebrated that. And once I really embraced that, it kind of just disappeared. I think what Jane's talking about in a broader context here, it's got to do with your alignment with your purpose. And when you're not fully connected to or just consciously somehow resonating with your purpose, it's almost like you've forgotten it or it's being, you feel like you're not on it and you're stressing out about it. That's often when anger can come because I've heard a similar thing said to Jane where woman in a marriage with young children really, really, really angry 
she she was using the excuse, he's got more time to spend on his career than I do and my career is just as important. And, of course, again, it's not about him. It wasn't about the children. It wasn't about the housework. It's not about any of that stuff. It was about her being a little bit scared and out of alignment with her own purpose and she wasn't really doing the work there and she was blaming everything else as the excuse as to why she wasn't getting ahead in yes. life. But really, it was yes. her own connection to self. Yes. Yes. So you look for the reason. So then let's say... At work, I would have got an email from somebody saying something derogative about my service. And bearing in mind, that can happen a lot because people are either victims or victors. And if they're desiring love and it's not happening for them, they'll blame everybody else but themselves. And so it's very easy to, if they wish to, to have made me their punching bag. So there was a period early in the business where I was very much people's social punching bag for their failure. So an email would come through or a phone call or a message, whatever, and I'd have to look at exploring, why do I feel so upset by this? Why am I so angry? What's going on behind this? And it might be that I feel disrespected. Well, how am I disrespecting myself? It might feel I'm not appreciated. Well, am I appreciating myself? You know, you've really got to look at the mirroring, the mirroring there. Yeah. You've got to look at what it is that you're not giving yourself. Go back to our social mirror episode. But also, <laughs> how did I create a situation where people had open slather to be able to access me and vent their stuff on me? Because I wanted to be building relationships with these people, but I had the worst boundaries in the world. So I wanted to be accessible 24 seven when they had good stuff to share with me. They're not 24-7 when they had bad stuff. You know, really? Where's the boundaries in that? So it's all about understanding what this button is being pressed in you for you to learn about yourself. And as you tick those buttons off one at a time, the anger disappears. And like with all of these things, the anger didn't begin this week. The anger didn't begin last year. The anger, you've got to go back and if if you can close your eyes and tune into your body and tell me where you're holding that anger, and you, let's say it's a black red feeling that's like a tight ball in your ch- in your chest or your stomach, and if I challenge you to say when's the very first time your body ever learned to hold that ball or feel that red feeling, you know you might say three years old. You might you know your memory might actually realise that you've been carrying different forms of the same anger for a very 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 long time. And of course, the best way to deal with any emotion like this that's hanging around is to go back to the original source and knock it on the head. Yeah, and, and on that, look, if you really do have trouble with that, please get some coaching, get a therapist, get some help, mm. um, because these are skills that take time to develop and build. But they are such worthy skills because I promise you that your life will just be so much more peaceful, yeah. happy, calm, gorgeous. Your body's going to thank you. You're going to feel amazing. Yeah, and around you. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's regardless of whether you're feeling the anger or whether you need to deal with somebody that is angry. Yes. You know, get those tools practiced. I would suggest if there's someone in your life that's very angry at you, there's some really beautiful, rich lessons there for you as well, That the reason that you've called this in on your vibration. So there's there could be a range of things there. It could be about you speaking up, speaking your truth, standing firm. Well, that's in, what in it was strength. for Simon. For Simon, you know, my poor husband that I was raging at, it was about him standing up, speaking his truth and, yeah. And, you know, because he's Boundaries a very and- um, a very gentle man, which is lovely, and I love that about him, um, and very kind and very considerate, has huge empathy and consideration, which can be abused by angry people. That's right. And so he had to learn to 
stand up. So, you know, that's how the universe works. We, we have relationships and we learn off each other and we mirror and we grow and it was It's not why it's is good. this happening to me. It's thank God this is happening to me. I exactly. get to exactly. Exactly. Well, when you're with my business coach where I, that I'm working with at the moment and uh, she'll say, right, this week, Jane, you're doing this, 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 this. And then in comes all of the little challenges from the universe to make sure that I tweak it and get it absolutely right. And it's so funny that now when I have a problem appear, I'm really excited because I know that's the universe's way of me really dotting my I's and crossing my T's and getting things built very cleanly. Jane is the only person you'll ever meet who gets excited about a problem. <laughs> She's that much of a Pollyanna. No, 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 I, I joke. But the final thing I did want to say about anger, which I think is a really cool, healthy way to look at it, is if every now and then you, you just get the normal, healthy little explosions of anger over stuff in life, um, I actually think it can be a really healthy sign of self-love because it's a protective thing that says, I'm worth more than this. I'm, you know, who do you think you are? I'm not putting up with that. I feel cross about this because I've yes, been hard done not the by. doormat. Correct. Exactly. I, I, I like to view it sometimes as a, a, like I said earlier, like a transformative. But it's how you express your anger. You know, are you in control as you articulate your anger or are you actually picking up a glass and about to throw it at somebody and potentially damage somebody? Is it okay to scream while you're driving? I've done a bit of that before. Anything that you feel good about doing that doesn't hurt another is absolutely okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I release frustration and suppression to reclaim a balanced me. Of course, if you've got issues with anger or anything else that's mentioned on any of our podcast shows, Jane and I are always here for individual counselling. So I do intuitive counselling, RebeccaDetman.com and Jane? At janedonovan.com.au. You can get life coaching and love coaching with Jane because she's a love doctor. <laughs> You'll find us on iTunes. We're generally in the top 10 in Australia every week under wellness um, and sexuality and, of course, on the wellnesscouch.com. And you'll also find us on Facebook. Which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. And until this time next week, we didn't even mention going into calming, breathing, meditative type stuff. But Oh, we've done lots of that on other stretch, podcasts. Stretch, hot bath, zen position, chant om, and you're going to be fine. Release that anger and have a beautiful, calm week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.